What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back again for episode number 118 in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, we are broadcasting from our studio in Clarendon and back, excited to be joined by a full crew. To my right, of course, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? I know that we're not supposed to talk about the weather, but um, I'm really (laughs) unhappy. I knew it. It was going to be the first thing out of your mouth. We've had a mild August, so can't we just, you know, be happy with that and be positive about that? No. No? (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's bring in the other co-host back from, I don't know, we'll figure out where he was, but uh, a, a few shows off to my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Thanks for having me back on the show. <laughs> we uh, decided that we really were struggling with the editing. Is my suspension over? <laughs> no. I we, promise I won't do it again. We, we were struggling with the editing. Um, There's no witty barbs or jabs at me that the audience mm-hmm. really missed. Uh, the sarcasm level went down. I don't know. There was a few things that we, we missed about you. So well, mm-hmm. welcome back. Glad to have you back in studio. Thanks for that warm felt uh, <laughs> welcome. Uh, great to have you back in studio, Docs. Um, we've got a lot to get into, including uh, we're going to have to talk about where you've been. Mm, okay. I, mean, I think that's going to be one of the first topics of discussion. I, I did I did like how the assumption is that if I'm not at, in the studio, I must be on vacation. <laughs> well, I mean... You're the most mysterious of the group. So I, I think the Pace the Nation Nation uh, has been pretty curious about uh, what you've been doing, where you've been. Not if they follow me on Strava. That's true. That, that, that's the best way. It's mm-hmm. William Docs 2020 on Strava, the best and, way to figure out where this guy is. And that's because I'm running for president in 2020, right. although uh, I'm actually willing to run for president earlier than that, if need be. <laughs> Um, I'm going to try to steer away from political uh, (laughs) conversations today. Uh, A lot happened this past week, and um, you and I's uh, favorite college town, Charlottesville. But we're going to we're going to totally steer away from that. Really? Yeah, we're we're going to we're going to we're going to try to uh, because we do have a big show to get to, uh, a lot of exciting stuff. But it's just the hosts today. I figured, you know, we had had us all back together. Uh, We needed just some time for us. To get reacquainted mm-hmm. and you know talk about whatever it is we talk about mm-hmm. joanna he's, he's he's starting to make me feel uncomfortable how about you <laughs> i mean we'll talk some running uh <laughs> you know we uh we have a lot a lot to catch up on maybe we'll talk about our personal lives is hopefully what i like to dive into mm-hmm. uh so yeah i think a, a lot to get into on today's show um we're sitting here uh here at uh, studio 1a uh, you'll, you may notice the mics may sound a little better. Maybe. I don't the know. The editing probably was a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'll guarantee. You put a sticker on that box. <laughs> 30 minutes. We were, we were probably ready to go 30 minutes ago, but Docs came in and he changed up all the mics and made sure that the sound quality was dead on. I mean, you're a real stickler for the sound quality. I think it's important. I, I, I do think it's important, but that, mm-hmm. that was... That was the biggest change I've noticed off the bat here about um, our, our previous couple shows. I think <laughs> Joanne and I just kind of cracked the mics yeah. and uh, got going. Um, I'm wondering if our audience really can tell the difference. I think they can. Um, the people that reached out to me can. <laughs> but they're telling you what they want to hear, what you want to hear, I think. I think there's an obvious difference. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not offended. I do. The, I did the editing. Uh, full disclosure for the past two shows, maybe three shows, and yeah, I, I think there is a difference. So uh, glad to have you back, Docs. Um, and it's not only because that you're going to do the editing and the mm. sound quality is better because it just freed up your weekend. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we are going to get a Docs update. Excited about that today. Uh, we also want to get into the World Champs that happened. Let's follow mm-hmm. up on how our previous guests did. We had some good performances, Ooh, yeah. bad performances, average performance. I don't, I don't want to say bad performances, but mm-hmm. maybe some performances that uh, that the athletes would have liked to have gone a little bit better. So we'll talk about those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some some dog 
information stories. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. So I want to talk about that. I want to mm-hmm. ask Joanna's opinion on a uh, a story I read about uh, a couple days ago that had it uh, to do with uh, a dog. So, All right. Well, while you guys are talking about that, I guess I'll go to. Uh, the grocery store across the street, which I don't uh, name. We also want to talk. Uh, well, let's let's not say we, but um, we're going to talk some Ducktales uh, because we're just going to bring it up. We'll bring it up. I, I mean, nothing on this show moves the uh, Twitter world mm-hmm. more, the pace of the nation Twitter world more than Ducktales. So we, yeah. we'll bring that up, um, and we'll close out the show maybe previewing next week's uh, guest and what we have in store for uh, next week um did you mention anything about judge judy on that list uh, you know what I, i'm we can start there i was going to start with the, the update of letting everybody know um where you've been and and all that stuff judge uh, judy judge judy <laughs> judge judy but docs um has mentioned on this show uh you know what he does during the day <laughs> is watch judge judy I, you know you can never tell with this guy whether he's being serious or not but Judge Judy is a incredibly popular show, and it's just uh, this has nothing to do with running, nothing to do with mm-hmm. running at all. Just full disclosure. But how much do you think Judge Judy sold her shows for? Twenty seasons to CBS, so syndicated are, shows. Yeah, syndicated. What network had she been on? I, I Fox, think, I thought. Yeah, I think it was Fox. Okay. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? How could we check that? It's Fox at 2.30 in the afternoon, sometimes 3, <laughs> but who knows? Right. right. How much do you think she sold these 20 seasons of syndicated episodes for? $3 billion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not a bad guess. That's well, a horrible we, guess. <laughs> you know, she shot a little bit. $95 million. Let's, let's That's sell, an absurd number. Let's sell something to Joanna. Exactly. That's, that's what I just took away from this. Well, that's also like just how inflated I think television is. But I think this speaks to like how uh, like on-demand services are taking over yeah. network stations so that they have nothing left to air but Judge Judy. Previous episodes of Judge Judy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For $95 million, you can buy your own syndicated Judge Judy episodes. 20 seasons of them, in fact. Well, it, it sounds to me like we ought to sell the first 117 episodes of Pace the Nation to whoever paid that much money well, for that. Jo- well, let's or, start Joanna. Or to Judge Judy. Judge Judy has some extra she cash does. on hand. Maybe, and, she's, and she, maybe she wants to buy a And podcast. she wasn't hurting for cash before because she was making $47 million a year on wow. that show. Um, but yeah, I would go to Joanna first. If she's going to pay $3 billion for Judge yeah. Judy episodes. <laughs> well, I didn't say I would pay $3 billion for well, Judge Judy. Well, that's what you think they're worth. That's what your first initial That's what I was. think CBS thinks they're worth. Well, Joanna, I'm trying to sell a refrigerator and a couch. How much would you pay for them? Nothing. I don't need either of those things. I, right. w- I will go somewhere in between nothing and $3 billion. <laughs> well, I want to uh, I w- I want to uh, discuss something else that ca- ha- happened on Judge Judy. So that happened yes. a couple weeks ago, but I, I want to get your opinion on this, Joanna. You've never probably <laughs> watched one episode of Judge Judy, I no. would guess. Lies. Probably not. Lies. I, I think I've, I've probably, you know, maybe watched a little bit of here and there of Judge Judy. But uh-huh. uh, a episode went viral last week. Of of a plaintiff coming in and claiming that uh, a what a plaintiff plaintiff the plaintiff plaintiff yeah, yeah. a plaintiff coming in Stop. all of a sudden you were speaking <laughs> old English I was trying to figure uh, out what you were I would saying. say I don't watch enough Judge Judy anyways so there was a case of a custody battle of a dog. Okay. okay. Was it like a previously married couple or they lived together? You or? know, I, I didn't watch the entire episode. These are good questions. Joanna, are you trying to be replace Judge Judy? <laughs> you trying to get your hands on this $90 million? <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was maybe a, a couple who, who were previously engaged or married or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the plaintiff makes the uh, claim and, and tells his or her side of the story of why that she should have... Uh, claim to the dog and have ownership of the dog and all judge judy says all right stop everything everybody be quiet bring the dog in here and let's let the dog loose and the dog runs over to the guy the defendant the defendant Mm -hmm. and says case closed you are awarded custody of the dog to the defendant because the the dog was you know jumping up on the on the guy on the defendant and you know obviously felt very comfortable with the defendant and loved the defendant, all these things. So 
Case closed. Defendant gets the dog. Okay. So I'm looking for your reaction (laughs) Um, on how that how that would go for, you know. Do you think? Do you think, Joanna? Do you think that that was a reasonable way to settle the case? Yeah, I think that in like with custody battles with children, if both of the parents are fit and the children are of a reasonable age, they ask the children, "Who do you want to live with?" Yeah. And so this is kind of the same, same thing, deal. Ex- except dogs don't talk. So whoever mm-hmm. they go to first is going to be probably who they prefer to be with. And maybe, I don't know what went on in the courtroom, but maybe Judge Judy could sense that the plaintiff was just trying to get custody of the dog to get back at the defendant for a messy breakup. Right. I think you could be, could be on to something. Um, so my question to you, my second follow-up mm-hmm. question to you is... Would Luigi rent me in a courtroom? <laughs> yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Well, this, this was, Farley and I were talking about this yes. before before you showed up. And what I'd like to do is a a uh, Judge Judy experiment, mm-hmm. and both of you bring your dogs to the studio next week, and then we'll have like Steve release the dog with me standing on one side and you standing on the other side, and let's see what London and Luigi do. That's a great. I, I love this experience. Mm-hmm. And experiment. if anybody else wants to have their dog in on the fun, bring them to the <laughs> studio next week. At are, an undisclosed are we, time. Are we um, playing for pinks here? Like, do I get to keep <laughs> Luigi if he goes to you? I, if if he comes, if he goes to me, then I'm going to call Judge Judy and I'm going to file right. a case. But no, I mean, I, I just wanted. I thought that it would be kind of interesting to do that just to see if that really is an accurate way to uh, settle this case. I think it's a great idea, and and the good thing about Docs is that he knows both London and he knows uh, Luigi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like London, you know, loves her owner. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Luigi is very partial to Joanna. Yeah. But um, I think it would be an interesting uh, experiment. I would not put my ownership of my dog on the line here. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure you'd want uh Well, did they, did they anyway. call the dog or did the dog just no, run? No, just okay. ran. Just so did they just like stood still, they released yep. the dog, it ran up the aisle and then got to choose where it went. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you should watch him judge Judy. Well, I think in that case, I do feel pretty confident that Luigi would come to me first. All right. That's what we're going to do. We will find out. We'll let people know. We're going to do this uh, experiment before our next show and we're going to let people know. I, I'm, I'm sure this is... Can, Steve, edge of can the seat. Steve put like an internet poll up so people can vote on who's yes. going to get the dogs? Yeah, do that, Steve. Steve, put up an internet po- I'm gonna poll. I have a full house next week. <laughs> and Docs and two dogs. And uh, we'll, we'll have Steve video it as well. Uh, I think this is a really good experiment. If we can't get it done next week, the following week, but we uh, will get it done. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. There's one the thing that we do on this podcast is we fulfill our promises. No question. <laughs> no question. Uh, so that'll be an interesting experiment. Um, I Speaking of dogs, I um, was uh, headed out last night uh, mm-hmm. going to dinner with Julie and James over at my favorite place for dinner. I was going to name it, but I won't name it because mm-hmm. they're not a sponsor yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Docs, you and I have gone to this place recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're walking by and we see this woman who's got, looks like a runner, who's got two dogs, one bulldog and one German short hair pointer an English leash. bulldog or a French bulldog? <laughs> I mean, one with the like the the face that has a lot of like skin on it, like wrinkles, wrinkles, yeah, wrinkles. Okay. Uh, like a not a little guy, like a, a big portly. Okay. One. Remember yeah. we had what is Farley, Do you remember we talked about the French bulldog before? Is it a French bulldog? And I'm then, pretty sure that's what uh, Rojo has. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And well, then and then you showed him a picture of it, and he goes, "Well, that's a bulldog. It looks like a bulldog. Like, yeah, it's well, a French bulldog. <laughs> well, it's whatever Speaks one French. That, whatever one that." That is the Georgetown mascot. Okay, so an English bulldog. Uh, an English bulldog. Okay. A lazy dog and a super energetic dog. The lazy dog's eight years old. The super energetic German short hair pointer is one years old. And, and I'm sorry for people who are new to this show. You know, it's about dogs. Yeah. So just, you know, maybe go back and listen and, and you'll understand my passion for this, the, G, the brand of dog GSP. It's a brand. So, uh, so I see <laughs> breed, breed, brand, whatever. So I see this woman and she just looks like she is overwhelmed and has the weight of the world on her mm-hmm. because she's got this dog who is super energetic, like almost uncontrollable, bigger than London and mm-hmm. this other dog. So it's like one pulling one like holding her mm-hmm. back. 
did she have like one one bicep was was huge and then the other one was like well, was like as skinny as yours you would, fortunately the dogs were fortunately the dogs were on they were on this double leash okay so it was kind of around her waist okay. where she was holding it so right. so anyways um i immediately go up to her and we stop dead in our tracks and i'm like i love your dog love gsps we have one i tell everybody who has a GSP that I have a GSP and mm-hmm. we're fast friends. Mm-hmm. So it comes to, uh, it turns out that this woman is new to the area, lives in the center of the universe mm-hmm. in like this condo slash apartment complex with these two dogs and is pretty overwhelmed. Moved from North Carolina. Right. And I'm telling this girl's, this woman's life story here. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to the point. Yeah. Moved from North Carolina and is completely overwhelmed. So I wrote her, I gave her the roadmap for how to deal with the GSP, and I did a good deed. Give it to somebody else I I did a good deed. I told her, this is where you can run. (laughs) And that's generally what I do. I take her her over to daycare and pay an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. You're like, and if you spend a lot of money there, they'll make your dog your dog dog of the month. <laughs> so I gave her the roadmap on mm-hmm. how to train. So she's training for the Marine Corps Marathon and the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. Because and you gave her the roadmap, no, or that she no, was already doing. She that? was already doing that. Wait, she's she's training for New York and Marine Corps and Marine Corps. Two Aren't weeks those later, like two weeks apart. They're they're actually th- this year they're two weeks apart versus uh, one week apart. So yes. She is training for both both races, and I gave her the roadmap on how to do it with your dog and what are the best dog parks to go to. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell her about the exorbitant amount of money that we pay for dog care. Is this another good deed that it's you It's a did? good deed I did, okay. but this was on a walk. I think by the end of it, Julie was like, can we get going here? The son, our son's going to be starving and, and needs to go to sleep at some point here. Uh, then now we got balance to the universe. One good deed and one negligent <laughs> father. <laughs> So anyways, I, I appreciate you letting me uh, indulge that uh, dog story on you. Um, I don't know that that was really a dog story. That was just kind of like a pump my own tire story. Yeah, that's true. That is that is true. Um, but last thing on dogs, I uh, heard this from DC Dog Runner. Uh, National Dog Day is August 26th. So uh, fa- follow more miles of fun on Instagram or at least look up their Instagram post. Uh, National Dog Day, you can do a virtual dog 5k run and proceeds from that will be donated to help prevent animal cruelty so uh there you go dc dog runner thanks for reaching out about that uh national dog day august 26th check out more miles of fun on instagram for uh a way to do a good deed similar to your favorite co-host chris farley who did a good deed this week Hmm. uh so docs uh, a lot of the uh pace the nation nation is really interested of and where you have been and where, where I've been or where I'm going, where, where you have been. And I, if, if there's somewhere where you're going, mm-hmm. I'd be interested in that too. But nobody's interested in what I'm doing in the moment. Well, I mean, they know what you're doing in the moment cause you're talking to them, but oh, yeah. talk, talk to us about what's the last three, wh- why haven't you been on the show? What's been going on? <laughs> why haven't you yeah. been on the show? Well, Will you, you not been? read my emails? <laughs> where have you been? Um, well, this goes back, I guess, uh, to the end of July. I went out to California and did a race mm-hmm. with uh, some high school When teammates. was the last show you were on? <sighs> uh, great question. Who was the guest uh, you, you know what? on that show? I recorded to be on the Gabe Grunwald show. That's right. And then something happened with the, with the timing, and then you guys recorded uh, an Alan Webb show. That's right. And then completely scrapped everything <laughs> I recorded for Gabe Grunwald. Not completely. Except for my Strava yep. thing, which you put on the Alan Webb show. Yes, so, that's right. That goes back a long time. So <laughs> July 17th, you were with us for Brian Danza. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's almost a month. That is a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. So where have you been for the last month? Well, I was trying to answer that question. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Told you I was out in California running this race. Right. And then okay. you asked me the follow-up okay, question. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I interrupted. Go uh, ahead. I had a tendency to do that. Yeah, you do have a tendency to do that. Yeah. Um, so I did the race, mm-hmm. Ragnar Trail Race in not Tahoe. Uh, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard, man. Where was uh, where was it? It was it not was, in Tahoe? It was up in the mountains and like a cross-country skiing resort. And essentially what they did was they just – ran a trail up to the top of the peak and then back down the peak 
Um, so did you have to do legs up and down? Yeah, the start and finish for everybody's in the same spot mm-hmm. for for all. And there's three three loops, and everybody runs each loop supposedly. So you're not driving vans and all nope, that. No, nope. wow. camping oh. out. But we had a cabin, which actually was was amazing because then you can go like shower and eat, and you've got food and everything like that, and you know rack out in the bed if you need a couple hours. And the 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 campsite was just a big party. Right. Even even in the safety video, they're like, if you are going to drink alcohol, drink responsibly. They're not even saying don't drink. So they're, they're, they're drinking like, between yeah, legs? I think, there was, I think there was like a pub there that was serving beers, you know. Like, wow. Like, uh, yes. And it, so, like, if you're really trying to take this run seriously, uh, I think it would have been too difficult to stay in the campground. So uh, the the decision to to rent a cabin was, was uh, genius. Was genius, yeah. yeah. We were only about... I think three quarters of a mile from the start line. Although Chris Chris Banks was organized this for us. Like when he first wrote us, he's like, "Yeah, we'll just rent this cabin. It's a quarter mile away." And then like later on, he's like, "Yeah, we're just half a mile away." And then like when he get there, like we're driving up, he's like, "Ah, oh, I just walked to the start line. It's three quarters of a mile." I was like, "Every I, I, he needs to stop writing us because every right. time he writes us, it gets further and further away." So it was actually three quarters of a mile. I thought you were going to say it was it like was, two miles away. No, it was three quarters okay. of a mile. Which which was not bad. You so know? that was your warm up run before your leg. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So so you're at seven thousand feet, right? And the long leg is uh, six and three quarters mile, and it's got like a mile and a half climb straight up the mountain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You climb like seven hundred and fifty feet. I ran that three three o'clock in the afternoon, and it was ninety degrees when I started. It was miserable. Now, I, I think I got a combination of altitude sickness, <laughs> running sickness, whatever. Everything, everything that uh, it just it just went awful. Although I finished okay, my time was okay. While I was at the top of the the mountain, as I was on the way back doing my switchbacks, totally wiped out. Wow. Face first, cut myself up. My knee was was all bleeding everywhere. It sucked. But um, they actually had a segment where. It was easier just to jump off the mountain than than to keep your feet on there. I mean, it was so steep; it was ridiculous. Wow. So I'm I'm tr- I'm looking up your um, Strava results. My here. Strava results. Yeah. Did, did you put everything on Strava? Yeah, I don't I don't filter. So you you, you don't do a run these days without Strava. Um, well, I w- put a pin in that because I want to talk about that. So this race was. July 24th. July 24th. So I'm looking at your uh, stats here. Um, looks like a very difficult run. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I would say it, say running in Arlington on the WNOD trail probably didn't prepare me for uh, running up the side of a mountain. And your pace is a lot slower than what it normally is. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, like there are there are certain points in this race where you just have to walk. Right. Because there's no handrails. Yeah. Some of the other, I'm looking at another uh, segment on the, uh, on, on your Strava, single track, second climb, mm-hmm. a yellow loop. Yellow loop doesn't sound as bad as. Well, that's, so the Ragnar Trail, you have a green loop, a yellow loop, and a red loop. That's the. Red that, loop sounds bad. Well, those are the, those are the three that you have to do. Banks says that the yellow one was more difficult. That's the worst. I did the red one first. Uh, and when I got back, was I, it dark? No, it was wow. three o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Uh, and when I got back, I was like, really, there was just something wrong with me. I, I, you know, I could tell I was just, just out of sorts. And these guys, uh, Banks and his dad were there and they were talking to me and they advised me to go over to the medical tent to get my cuts cleaned up. I, I actually think that they advised me to go to the medical tent because there was something wrong with me. Like, like I was just out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I'm serious. And like it, a concussion it, or something. No, not a concussion. Just like, just, it just was, was like out of it. It, right. it was so hot. I was dehydrated. It was altitude. Uh, it was tough. It, it was, it was a tough run. And I, I honestly felt miserable for like the next four and a half hours until literally until I ran my next leg. Now, now I only and see my next leg. I did great. Now my own, I, on, on your Strava segment here, mm-hmm. I only see you ran twice. Right. So, so isn't it three? Yes. So the the third leg is is two point seven miles, 
And just backing up, we had seven people on the team as a plan, probably not the best plan, uh, running eight for eight people. So three of the guys volunteered to run additional segments. On top of that, Chris Banks' wife, Tanya, was one of those seven people, and she was only going to run two segments. And, and Banks, and for people who don't know, is college or a high school teammate. He's a high school teammate, okay, gotcha. yeah. Yep. And, and ran at Princeton's, yep. running the Olympic runner, trials right. for the marathon. Yep. And even at this uh, advanced age, is yeah. a ridiculously a talented right, right, runner. Right, right. So he has, going into this race, decided that he's going to run five segments. Wow. And he's going to do two yellows and two reds plus his own green, which is very uh very daunting so are you are you okay with him running your segment or are you no 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 he's not running mine okay. so so i was planning to do all three of mine his wife was only going to do two segments got it okay so i think like after she ran so she ran her green segment she did her yellow and then she did her green and she did her green when it was dark out and she couldn't figure out the headlamp and uh was not at all happy with her time and so she asked if she could run my green segment so she could get a faster loop. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. See, <laughs> So I only ran twice. And so then the rest of the night I was like the steward in the house, like making sure that people were getting to the start line and if they needed a ride and all that stuff. Uh, so I just stayed up all night making sure everybody got, got where they needed to go, which we needed to do because uh, one of the guys, Jeremy, like half a mile into his uh, third leg – completely twisted his ankle went down texted us and we, we had to come up with this whole thing so banks had to pick up an additional red loop so he ran like a total of 36 miles in this race wow wow <laughs> he's he's amazing he's ridiculous but i i, I would have um i would have hit the campground if i was you and i was done i would have gone to the campground i wouldn't have helped everybody out <laughs> campground sound like where the party was well that was i think that was part of the deal was like if i didn't have to run the third you one you couldn't and, go drink miller lights at the campground. and honestly i i actually think i would have been better off just running that 2.7 miles and chalking it up right and and sleeping because the next day was rough but you know i think she wanted to have a a faster segment on on strava <laughs> all so, comes back to so strava. i was like yeah sure fine well, that uh, we 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 did a whole show on Ragnar. Those races are, are are pretty cool. I didn't know about these. Tra- I'm glad you did one. I didn't know about these trail Ragnar yeah. races. Those are totally different. Uh, not the van. It sounds like much more of a party. Maybe I'll go to do do one of those next time. But you know, the crazy thing about this uh, Ragnar, California, like up in the mountains. I think like people said, look, you're just gonna have to walk up certain hills. And I think I think a lot of the participants took that to heart way right. too much right because there were people just like walking down the hills and walking the straightaways and wa- there was so much walking i've never seen so much walking in a race <laughs> before um so that that was very interesting uh there was another one on my i think my first leg i got to a meadow where it's single track and there's these beautiful flowers everywhere and this girl just stopped in the middle of the trail and she was taking all these pictures and i was like I- i'm in a race i need to get by She's taking up the whole thing, like doing her Instagram and deleting and filtering and all this kind of stuff. Was it Joanna? <laughs> yeah. I am and that not girl, on Instagram. And that girl grew up to be Joanna yeah. E. Russo. Well, all right, Docs. Well, that um, I'm glad you related it to running. So uh-huh. that, that gives the audience a little bit of a, a taste of what, where you were. Um, for four days. For four days. <laughs> yeah. If you want the rest of the story, um, you know, find him at the next happy hour and he'll let you know. Or buy me a meal. Or buy him a meal. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I do want to know what happened more than just the four days. Mm-hmm. Well, then I came back from, from California, uh, and which that was a work trip because that was running related. Right. Okay. Of course. So... <laughs> Um, but then I actually did go on a vacation. Okay. I went to the beach with my family, um, spent basically the entire time with my 10 year old niece. 10. She's 10 years old. Wow. That's the young one. Wow. Um, but she's my new best friend. Well, she's been on, she's been she's a been guest on host show, on this yeah. podcast before. Yeah. yeah. The one okay. who was Chris Farley. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and so then I was down at the beach and like just running wise, I'm curious, like when you guys go to the beach, do you run and well, I'm sure you both do. But, yes. 
Um, how, like, how are those runs for you? I, I have the same loop that I do over a four mile loop. I do over and over again at, uh, Julie's parents beach house. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be the same loop. It's gotta be monotonous for me because if I go off that, I start, you know, thinking about the negative train come starts coming down the tracks and I just have a real hard time running at the beach. So I just <laughs> do the same thing over and over again, two loops and then call it a day. Two scoops. Yep. Yep. Same for, for you, Joanna. Um, I don't go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is not a vacation that appeals to me in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Mm. But you had like, if the family's going on vacation to the beach, you go where the family is. I stay home. You just, Joanna. <laughs> I actually, I did mean to address this because Kelly said that on the tweets episode that the Russos must have taken other vacations. <laughs> we never took a vacation specifically to go to the beach. That never happened. I don't think we said that. Well, uh, Kelly said that they, we must have taken other vacations and like went to the beach or the shore, right. but we, we never you. like went to like the Outer Banks or I don't mm-hmm. know, wherever people go to the beach. We did happen to like, if we're at my grandma's house, maybe go to the beach one day, but I wasn't right. like running at the beach. You do work a lot. You're not a very much big on vacations. Now she, what are you talking about? She goes on vacation to like looking for fireflies on the West Coast and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I didn't get to go to the West Coast this year. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> what? Um, the Olympic trials in 2016? That was the West Coast. Yes, yeah, 2017 <laughs> though. Yeah, we're a year behind yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, yeah, so running on the beach is tough, so it's good that you got some stuff in. I'm looking at your Strava. You did get some runs in still. I did. I, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be because these guys, they, they uh, tuned me into wearing a hat when I run. I mm. think that's the, that makes a big difference at the beach. Now I could run forever at the beach now. Well, um, But here's, here's the thing, and, and we were talking about, like, if you got to run, you got to put it on Strava. I left my watch charger at the beach. And now my watch is dead. So I just don't run anymore because I can't, if I can't document it and post it to Strava, yeah, it's not it doesn't it. count. Could, so no point in doing it. You could do a manual entry. You can, but I, I'm kind of with them. How bad is this? We're <laughs> stupid millennials. I, I do like it on Strava that you can see like a map. I can, I can tell when he's at the beach cause there's a lot of blue. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so you can see that these are beach runs. That's how I immediately knew you had some beach runs because mm-hmm. just a lot of blue. A lot yeah. of blue. Um, they don't advertise with us, so we're going to move on from them because mm-hmm. uh, we have give them a lot of, of, of run here today. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on to another uh, non-advertiser, uh, the World Championships, um, which I know we talked about a couple weeks ago, and we we're very much looking forward to it. So what did you think, Joanna? I think this was a really exciting world championships. There were so many surprises and twists and turns. I mean, it was just, it was an incredible, incredible week. It, it definitely, a lot of, a lot of twists and turns, a lot. Ones that maybe we don't care about are the Usain Bolt. Yeah. But that, that was huge. That mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah. It was very, he, he got beat then drops out of the four by one. So, I mean, that was, I mean, that was like mainstream, you know, sports news. I feel like that's what everyone was covering. Right. Yeah, true. True. We can tell how annoyed you were. <laughs> but no, there was other like amazing performances. How about how did our uh, former guests do? Well, um, you know, Matthew wasn't healthy going into Worlds. and Did I, we know that? I knew that. You did? Yeah. Um, and I think it had been reported on Let's Run that he thought his season was over before USA's. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he like dyed his hair and flew to Vegas. <laughs> But I, I assume that it must be in his contract that if he is healthy, he has to compete. That's mm-hmm. what I would guess. Because uh, I think you could tell, like, watching him. He, like, Matthew doesn't like to run unless he's uh, in control of the race. Right. And, and you could tell in his heat he, he, wasn't, he wasn't Matthew. Right. So, n- to me, it wasn't a huge surprise. Was he, it because of his hair? It was because of his hair, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, uh, DC United had a striker from Bolivia named Jaime Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. And when he dyed his hair blonde, he was unstoppable. <laughs> uh, and then when he has natural hair color, he struggled. So maybe that, that was the problem was the hair color. From Matthew has the opposite because yeah, he's not Bolivian. Yeah. <laughs> he can't pull off the blonde. So, so yeah, it was a surprising first round. It was a surprising first round exit yeah. for Matthew. Uh, so that was one former guest. So staying in the same event, uh, Robbie Andrews advances to the second round. Yep. Um, and again, like 
and a big surprise. I, I thought Robbie looked really great coming down into was that the home the, the home stretch, right? Yep. Uh, then he just pulled up with a calf injury, I guess, yeah. and stepped off of the track. Yeah, his coach said that he'd been struggling with this calf injury that I, none of us knew anything about. But yeah, he could have yeah. really done us a solid favor <laughs> and, told, and broke that news on the podcast. I know, that's true. I think they like don't talk about that though, so that their competitors don't know their weaknesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to spike them in the calf. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not hockey where you'd hit them with a stick. <laughs> you could spike them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was uh, two disappointments. So mm-hmm. 0 for 2. Uh, what happened to this 10-second bump we used to give people? <laughs> uh, next uh, next they athlete. They used it up. Yeah, next athlete we've had on the show. Robbie used it to that's, get his that's qualifier. That's true. Good point. All right. Thank uh, you very much. Next athlete we had on the show. Uh, Molly Huddle. Molly, Molly Huddle, yeah. Molly Huddle was in two really tough events the 5k and the 10k on track are just they're really hard there's a lot of depth to both of those fields um and the 10k doesn't have heats it's just a final um molly put up a good fight but there's just some really good african women out there that are running some insane times and same thing in the 5k i mean the qualifying heats were one under 15 minutes which is insanely fast right so molly did qualify for the final but it wasn't it wasn't her best race all right, 0 for 3. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Kate well, Grace. Well, to be fair, Molly needs to come back on the show. Yeah, yeah that's It's true. been a long it's time. Been too yeah. Long. Yeah. Right. The half-life of that bump is definitely yeah. we, we, exactly. we had her on after she set a world record. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, okay. Also, Kate. it's bad karma for not giving us that giant oversized check. <laughs> Kate Grace. Uh, so, Kate Grace um, also did not advance out of the first round of the women's 15. Oh, man. Okay. Man, yeah, yeah. that's I, bad karma because she stole a giant inflatable duck. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't think she did that. All right, and then finally, our um, half guest. Yeah, our half guest. Our half guest, the amazing Jenny Simpson, yeah. continues yes. her her dominance in the women's fifteen, earning a bronze medal. And again, what is a really deep field of yeah. incredibly talented women? Uh, Jenny is a master technician. She's like uh, she's like Matthew, where she is in control of the race. She positions herself well. And she uh, got in there for a bronze medal. That was awesome. One of my favorite races. Um, marathon. Women's marathon. Sticking on the wait women's minute, side. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get yeah. to chime in okay. on everything. All right. Go ahead. So I feel like the fact that we have Jenny Simpson's shoe in the studio <laughs> on display <laughs> is probably why she is performing so well. Because She gets a constant bump. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's true. Her uh, aura is on every episode. No doubt. Also... I think I texted to you that uh, Jenny Simpson does not have a shortage of high fives. No, she doesn't. That's one thing she does. She gives people high fives. <laughs> no doubt. No shortage. Um, sticking on the women's side, it was uh-huh. a really inspiring week for the uh, U.S. women. Mm-hmm. Uh, the marathon. Um, Amy Craig gets a bronze medal. I know. That, Amazing. That was kind of like, out, to me, that was out of the blue. Um, I wasn't, mean, she, wasn't she the U.S. national champion in yeah. last year? Yep, she right. was. And okay. so, yeah, I, I just remember in 2012, I believe she was fourth at the marathon trials. And, mm-hmm. you know, she is obviously... Uh, Five years ago? Yeah, done some amazing things since then. Mm-hmm. That was when I followed the sport. Uh, <laughs> so that was awesome. Super yeah. inspiring. I'd there. never even heard of, heard of her 20 <laughs> years ago. Where'd she come from? Um, and then... <laughs> Finally, the uh, most amazing the, yeah. race of the entire world championship. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say actually, and, and that's not uh, just you t- saying that. This was another major news story that, yeah, that made it, it onto all of the major outlets. I, I totally, mm-hmm. yeah. All the real news outlets and the fake news outlets. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, the women's three thousand meter steeplechase, where Emma Coburn and Courtney Ferrix went one two. Um, amazing. The first time that the women win a medal at the World Championships and they just go straight for the one two punch yeah. in an incredibly again deep field of steeplechasers, including the Olympic champion, the world lead, a former world champion, and um, and like tons of other just talented women. They, they went one too, which was amazing. Emma ran a perfect race. It was flawless. If you can find that race online, I mean, yeah, we got to tweet that out. It was an amazing race. And she sets a new American record, a course record, and wins a gold medal. All in the process of winning gold medal. Yeah, amazing. Whose, and- he- whose headband did she wear? <laughs> that must be inside from the... Uh, from the Olympics, you guys. She, didn't she? No, she wore Jaeger's headband. Oh, that's right. At the Olympics that's and right. got a bronze medal. That's right. 
Um, uh, and Courtney Ferrix dropped over uh, 15 seconds off yeah. of her PR to win silver, which was, to me, Emma Emma belonged in the class of the field, and right. she already had an Olympic medal, and there wasn't any doubt that she she might yeah. be a contender if it came if it came down to it. But I think Courtney was a, a shock for most people. A fifteen who, second bump, it's yeah. insane. Without then, being on the podcast, <laughs> is miraculous. In the beginning, you know, they pan over all of the competitors in the field, and the announcer said, "We're just going to pause on some of um, some of the favorites the in this field." Yeah, and they did not even mention Courtney Ferricks. And then I just thought it was great that she went mm-hmm. ahead and got second. Do you think she was aware of that slight? which might have motivated her during the race. <laughs> I think that it was helpful for her to have Emma in that race, the same way that I think it was helpful for Emma to have Courtney. I think when you're facing a really tough American field or a really tough African field, that it can it can seem like insurmountable that you're going to beat the Olympic champion, the world lead, the former world record holder. And then you, you step in that race with somebody from your own country. And like for Courtney, it's like, I just have to keep up with Emma. Mm-hmm. And then get second incredible and i think that to me was the story of the race if not one of the stories of the uh and emma's gold medal so uh american women have only won three gold medals at the world championships uh can you name them wait in ever in any event in distance events in distance distance events events. sorry yeah we're not talking about the sprints sprints, i'm talking about distance Mm -hmm. uh jenny simpson jenny simpson 2011 15 Right, yeah. which we know because it's right we're behind looking, us. We're looking at that <laughs> picture of her finishing, winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Emma Coburn, obviously. Emma Coburn, mm. and then... Mary Decker Slaney. Exactly, wow. 1983. And Did you know? all three of those Impressive. women went to the University of Colorado. Hmm. Wow. That's a, that's There's something in that mountain air. That's mm. an interesting tidbit. So just back to... Fr- Courtney Ferrix, r- real quick, it really did go sort of mainstream. So I read this ESPN article from a guy who isn't a track, you know, fan or doesn't follow doesn't track. Doesn't write about track. Doesn't right. write about track, and he compared her performance on the world stage to somebody who had, you know, been on a World Cup soccer team. And Docs can relate to the soccer talk, um, and probably scored one or two goals during the entire it, tournament. Yeah, and then goes to the finals and scores a hat trick. Yeah. Something you know ridiculous uh, like that, and that's that's the type of performance that she had. It really did transcend just ro- track. It was it is, both both those athletes. It did. is kind of difficult for the non fan of the to of the sport yeah. to understand how big of a PR that yeah. is on this stage for a medal. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I think though that it also to get track nerdy for a while speaks of um, the development that American uh, America has put into their distance program. I mean, how many medals did we have this year? And especially in the steeplechase, we had more medals in Kenya, who are the reigning champions in the steeplechase. But I think Kenya goes about it like, oh, you're a good runner. We're going to throw you in the steeplechase. But in America, we've we've taken the time to identify people that were like, don't do the 15, don't do the 5K. Let's, let's get you in the steeplechase. Let's work on your hur- hurdle form. Let's work on some of that leg speed and that turnover so that we're actually developing people who are going to be competitive in this race as opposed to just putting people in that race developing steeple people developing steeple people exactly and it's mm-hmm. the same way that iceland is really developing their youth soccer program mm-hmm. but you know that what i think was the most important thing about the race was that they gave the favorite directions before the race was oh. it, weren't they responsible <laughs> for telling her that's which right. way to go on the course yeah that's right so the favorite from kenya went around the steeple pit the first steeple pit the first water yeah, jump she, yeah. water jump she missed it. it yeah and then had to go back mm-hmm. and, and then up. amazingly starts to catch up to the field it's and then insane. falls yeah yeah, yeah. so there it's yeah. it's very it's an incredible race yeah she probably ran 3100 meters right. while everybody else <laughs> right. ran th- 3000 meters uh, but that that was crazy so she she veered right she was still going around the track and then she kind of looked to her left and everybody was jumping into the water pit mm-hmm. when she realized, oh, my gosh, I missed, missed it, missed it. Dead stop. U-turn went back and had to go over the course. Otherwise, she would have been disqualified. It had all this race had every bit of drama. Mm-hmm. The favorite going the wrong way, making a U-turn, mm-hmm. falling. That's it. That's a common problem in cross-country races. Not so common no. on the track. Not on the track. Yeah. No, usually the track is pretty straightforward. And just imagine mm-hmm. if Colin Quigley had been in the final. Who knows uh, what would have happened? It could have been an American Top sweep. Yep. Any other races out there? Uh, normally, I follow things 1,500 and above <laughs> right. exclusively, but yeah. I do also follow the women's 800. Yeah, that's um, a distance event. Yeah. Do you follow the men's 800 or just the women's 800? Mm, 
primarily just the women's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I dabble in the men's 800, mm-hmm. um, but right. no Americans made the final. No, not in the, the men's 800. Yeah, yeah. Right. so for the women's 800, um, B-Mart, one of my favorite runners, did not make the final, but Aji Wilson, one of my other favorite runners, did. You have a lot of favorite runners. I know, I do. Um, but Aji and Emma are like definitely towards the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think like Aji's Big just... Big list, Joanna. I know it is a really long list. Um, it's like dogs. Like I could never... Mm-hmm. Well, Luigi's my favorite. What's right. your favorite brand of dog? <laughs> Australian <laughs> cattle dog. Yeah, that's a good brand. Um, anyway, so yeah. Aji Wilson is always just so cool, calm and collected for how young she is. And she, again, is also just like really fun to watch race. And she really went for the women's 800 uh took a lot of courage to really front run throughout that race. Um, she ended up in third. Two big kicks in that race. and she So just, she meddled. She meddled, yeah. From New Jersey as well. There you go. Center of the universe. No. <laughs> Clarendon is. All right. Well, that was um, the world champs. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that they're happening, but definitely worth the watch. I'm glad that uh, you and I paid for the NBC app uh, to, sure. to be able to watch watch that. It was it was it was a entertaining uh, few days there. Um, I hesitate to do this, but I did, you know, at least mention it when we were uh, introducing the show. But there's something about Ducktales that we got to get to oh. we'll talk about. All right, I'm going to go to the grocery <laughs> store across the street. No, I just I just wanted to say like because I know that everybody uh, talked about it, and there's a lot of anticipation for uh, the premiere of of the reboot of the ducktales mm-hmm. um it's a little disappointing the, the it didn't live up to the expectations so you watched it i it, well, i haven't even finished it okay you couldn't even finish it no okay. I, I will i'll watch the whole thing and then i'll podcast about it for the next four years but i have to say that it was a little disappointing and and i just would curious what everybody else thought in in the uh, mm. pace the nation nation yeah, well, good that Not you're... Not you guys. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there to see if see if I'm on an island uh, or if everybody else felt the same way. So this could be the end of the DuckTales uh, conversations because it was not good. I'm, I am I couldn't be more... I thrilled. think it's just the beginning of a new <laughs> <No>. conversation. <laughs> uh, tweet us. I hesitate to do this too. Tweet us at Pace the Nation if you're interested in uh, giving Docs your feedback. Uh, so Docs, would you give it a rating of, you know, out of five stars? Well, it's incomplete. I haven't, I haven't okay. watched, I haven't even watched the whole thing. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad something, to hear it was not good. Something good. came up, uh, which is surprising cause I'm now unemployed. So I don't know what <laughs> would have come up that was urgent that interrupted the show. Right. Uh, and I didn't get back to it. Well, you're employed by this podcast. And you still work DC well, United Games. I'm, I have three employers. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a fishmonger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can catch me at uh, selling fish, hawking fish at local farmer's markets on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I Obviously, I work for the podcast, and I'm still doing uh, freelance statistics work for DC United. But in simple terms, I'm unemployed. Three jobs doesn't sound unemployed to me, man. <laughs> Uh, again, this is a conversation next time you catch up with Docs at, um, I don't know, uh, at our, our next happy hour. Dixon Mercer is going to have to pick a new arch enemy. Yeah, he is. Because uh, we're is. no longer rivals. Yep, that's that's very true. Uh, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have our store up in Princeton, New Jersey, 7 Palmer Square. Uh, A lot going on at Pacers this month, uh, including the Gabe Grenwald event that'll be this weekend. Uh, We also have uh, Runaway to Annapolis. You can find all that information out on runpacers.com. This week, we were the faces of Pacers. I know. That was very surprising to see. Yeah. I don't think any of us knew it, but we were faces of Pacers. So thank you for... uh, Making us face the Pacers, uh, Heather and Steve and Kathy or whoever is in charge. I don't even know who's in charge of that. I shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's Heather. I think it's Heather. Yeah, it's Heather, yeah. So, yeah, all three of us face the Pacers. Sounds like they're running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, finally, guys, excited about next week's guests. Um, I've been reading this book, mm-hmm. What Made Maddie Run, a story about this uh, girl uh, her name is Madison. She went to Penn, a promising 800-meter uh, middle-distance runner at Penn um, who committed suicide at her first year at Penn. 
really sad story, but um, Kate Fagan is the author of the book, What Made Maddie Run, and we're going to have her on the show next week. So I'm going to feverishly finish the book, and I will give you guys the book uh, afterwards uh, so you can finish or read it yourselves. Wait, how many more days do you have left to read <laughs> this thing? I I probably will finish it Did, by this weekend. Is this like, like Joanna and I are going to have to come over to the Farley Library? Yes. And yeah. we're going to have to read it in well, the library? Well, former librarian, she can speed read this in probably, I don't know, a couple hours. Joanna, did you have a course on speed reading? Uh, yes, that's the second year. Uh, mm-hmm. Docs, uh, as you said, you've got, you're have got you unemployed with three jobs. I've never heard of somebody uh-huh. un- I'm unemployed with three jobs, but mm-hmm. you have time. You can do it. Uh, but no, I'm excited about uh, Kate Fagan, who is a regular on Around the Horn. Do you know Around the Horn? Mm-mm. An ESPN show? Oh, well, I watched that show. Yeah. So that'll be uh, fun to interview her. Um, so that's next week's guest. Uh, excited about that. A lot of exciting guests we have in the pipeline. So look forward to a great fall uh, with Pace the Nation. All right, guys. Episode 118 in the books. Thanks to our three guests, just the three of us. How about that? You can follow our, our host, Wamey Docs, Jotorius DC, and Run Pacer, all on Twitter. Are you back on a... No. Is it still summer? It's, it's still, still summer. summer. All right. Well, when she's back off Twitter hiatus, you can follow her, Jotorius DC. I mean, you can still follow me now. For sure. There's Absolutely. just nothing, there's just nothing <laughs> no updating. Yeah, it's probably a good chance that, that uh, my active Twitter status is equal to Joanna's <laughs> inactive Twitter status. All right. Well, it's great to be have all the hosts back in studio. That's William E. Docs. That's Joanna E. Russo. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. You know how I want to say that I'm unemployed? Unemployed in Greenland? (laughs) Is that a movie? Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what that's from? It sounds familiar, but I can't place it. What's it from? (laughs) It's a, are you going to go back where I found you? Unemployed in Greenland? (laughs) Sounds like, uh, I don't know, Dumb and Dumber or something? No. No. What is that? The Prince's Bride. Right, right. (laughs) Yes.